in a universe where life does not end at death. We explore the infinite possibilities forged by our very minds. Welcome to our Thedian Anthologies. Greetings, fellow travelers and storytellers. Welcome to Season 3 of the Arthadian Anthologies Podcast, where I, MS Arthadian, dive into the ever-expanding universe I'm developing and the deeper meaning behind it all. We have crossed over another threshold. Season 3 is upon us, and all that you've learned from the prior two seasons will begin unfolding here. But before we dive into all that, there are a few things I wish to tell you about. First up, this season will begin featuring promotional segments, specifically to support projects and campaigns that I view as a worthwhile investment for all of you. This will be in the form of entertainment, programs, and more. And through supporting the promotions of this podcast, you will be in turn supporting me. So thank you for your support. Next, guest episodes will now be considered bonus entries that will not apply to the overall entry system, but you will have access to them nonetheless. Also, OurTheodianAnthologies.com has gone through a major design update and now features a merch shop for you to show your support through enjoying some accessories that will showcase your passion for this new expanding universe. There are a few new things coming to this new season, one of which includes an exclusive series called Charactermancy, where myself and my co-host, Tyler Swires, create max-level characters in tabletop RPG systems and pick apart the systems and have fun with our own one-shot adventures. In order to access this series, you can join OurTheodianAnthologies.com for free as a member and gain access to the podcast listeners group. The exclusive series will be posted there after the first episode has been released next week. Now, as we focus our sight upon a world in the outer reaches of the planar unity, we come across a prime species known as humans, two of them being chosen of the core, and one wielding the mantle of a lore master. These three are gathered together to impart knowledge about the past, present, and future of this podcast, as well as dive into the core and continue where we last left off. So without further ado, Let's dive in. Welcome to Season 3 of Arthadian Anthologies. I am extremely excited to showcase the expansion of this anthology series. And what better way than to spend this premiere with two of my close friends... Two of my chosen, Oscar Ulysses Chavez Herrera and Jaren Marsilio. Today, we'll be diving into specific topics regarding this podcast series, calling back to a few different entries that will be important in the coming future. So to begin, let's return to the past, to the core reset. So guys, 
I asked you guys to listen back on a few of the podcast episodes so that we can recall our time together, as you would say, as your chosen, because you guys experienced it one way or another. Your, your character, Arcantos, technically did not experience it fully, but uh, the sword did. Um, the, the Howard, I mean, Howard. Sorry for getting that wrong. And Jaren, you have been a guest on here multiple times and you have been, you have multiple characters in the making. Um, And they will be featured in this podcast as well. So what are you guys' thoughts on the core reset? Well, I know we're not supposed to tell what actually caused it, which is (laughs) part of what I like about it immediately. But as we, as talked about in uh, entry 17, which is when the reset was originally discussed, um, there was like three prominent theories mm-hmm. that you discussed in the episode. First one being that it was a uh, disgruntled professor that supposedly found out some info. Second one, which is gaining a lot more traction, is the counter command. Was like the core command theory. Yeah, the counter command theory yeah. and a core, right. core command. Um, sorry, continue. Of course, yeah, no worries. No, so but um, just to elaborate on that point, which is that oh, core command is somewhat behind the reset because they wanted some sort of change to occur maybe try to get world peace or something like that, but clearly that didn't pan out. And since Core Command knows it, it's a giant conspiracy, and now they must be taken down. Mm-hmm. And then the third and the-, the only theory that actually unites people is the one with the Exxon Cabal, mm-hmm. which pretty much is just the belief that, oh, there's these Beulah um, that pretty much started wiping people's memories, and they're supposedly getting some other information, and there's a chance they're behind it, which is why they are located at the Forbidden Regions. But because of that, now we very few people can actually explore it as a result. So there's not too much progress being made there. Yes. Actually, there's, what's actually really interesting is next week when this podcast airs, so ne- the next week after, so I believe that would be October 19th, uh, everyone's going to be able to get a a glimpse into this Exxon Cabal through a game session that I did with Tyler, actually. We'll go into that stuff, but for now, we'll, we'll continue talking. What, about, what are your thoughts on this, uh, Ulysses? Well, <laughs> damn. <laughs> if anything, from what Jaren had, like, yeah, from the podcast, every, like, you know, those three conspiracies, those three theories, specifically... You know, it could be other under prominent ones, but maybe more more popular ones. It's yeah, just and f- and the reset occurred all throughout the realm. So technically, other planets might have their own theories about this, but this is mainly specifically taking place in the in the pillars, and because well, there are some people who know what happened and yeah. have yet to unveil the truth, and for good reason. But if it were to meet my opinion, uh. I would go for the third theory, the one with the cabal, and if only for the fact that you know it's the unfear, the unknown. It's mm. Like you don't really know how if you have explored it, it, you know, if it's any type of species, not just humans, humanoids, but anything else, they just instinctually fear the unknown, unless you know their their instincts themselves are primarily geared towards that, which you know I haven't ever experienced mm-hmm. encounter like a creature like that. But you guys also experience a core reset, like officially. As as players, but that was when in our our campaign, our last campaign that we that we did, which was not live stream, so most people don't know about it, and I keep it that way because you know it's a core reset, and there's a mm-hmm. specific reason for that. Um, however, uh, 
it was also mentioned about about it also mentioned about the Arcus Academy and the professor, which Jaron as William Soar and also Arcantos, you guys have met that professor. Can you explain a little bit what you know about this professor? Just a little bit. Okay, so Professor Hyterin. Oh yeah. <laughs> I this wish I could guy. play. I wish I could play the music that, that goes with him. But oh god, <laughs> no! I swear, I get, little, I get little moments of PTSD every time I hear that, just because it's like, oh, I'm expecting something shifty. <laughs> you and me oh, yeah. both, brother. So, Professor Itiran, he's quite an interesting case. So, pretty much, he would like send us on missions on occasion. Well, mostly me. Uh, Arcanto's joined a little bit down like the couple road. Times, couple, couple times, couple times, yeah, but. He sent. He would send us to get like certain artifacts, you know, get get certain things, and we didn't really know the intention behind it. But most people, especially in the academy, didn't trust him, as was. And since I w- became a newer professor during this time period when I met him, um, it definitely um, kind of made it difficult to determine where am I supposed to align within this hierarchy now that I'm a professor. Yeah, and like where do I stand? Yeah, and it seems like I was trying to play both both sides for a while, but. Hey, the more we found about Hyterion, the more suspicious we kind of became. And then at one point, it's like we exonerate him, and now he's back to being a person of interest again. And it's just no one really knows what's going on, and I think that's the point. I don't yeah. think anyone's supposed to know what's going on. I mean, yeah, that's the mis- it's chaos. Man of the mystery yeah. man right there. So, you, you know, have some mystery to it. Yeah. Um, but you thought what, – what was your original thought of him? Like, do, do, do you think that he was some kind of, like, bigger villain that was going to be – I was originally thinking he was going to, yeah, I kind of thought like he actually had a way bigger role in this. And to be honest, he probably still does, just not in the way I thought. Yeah. Like, because originally I thought like, oh, this this professor actually knows what's causing a lot of the stuff. And now he's going to like try to do this for his own political gain. Yeah. Yeah. Along those lines, when it comes to like the Madre Castell and et cetera. So that's why I thought that would lead into my fight into this because since now I joined the Majin Castell trying to make my own family line, you know, expand and get and gain some more influence. It wasn't just for the political stuff. It was just more to preserve my bloodline because yeah. of course the Sora family, as you discussed in pre- a couple previous entries, most of my pe- most of my like family lineage was erased mm-hmm. and there's only like a few left. There was like Marquis Sora who I probably only met like once or twice. You only met him, I believe once yeah. and that was in the previous campaign and and it was like or very brief. I didn't really even address him much. It might have been that uh, uh, Will I Am met him. <laughs> Actually, yes, yeah, so it wasn't Will even I like am. the actual me. It was, me. It was it, my alter ego. Well, it was one of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At this point, you don't but, even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, well, technically, since they both formed back, it's still me. So oh. I would still have the memory of it. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, but with, with that, uh, Core Command, the Core Command theory came, came out after that and basically shunted that to the sideline for reasons that haven't been completely uh, explained yet, which they will be explained pretty soon here. Um, however, when core, when core Command and the whole Counter Command stuff started started coming about, that actually takes place with uh, Eli's character, uh, Unit 3521, right? 3521, yes. And there's a huge storyline that goes with that that I am carefully kind of like weaving with Eli currently. Uh, but what are your guys' take on this whole theory that core command caused the reset? You guys obviously know the truth, but 
But in that particular theory, well, if, if I if theory. I didn't know anything, like if my memory was erased and like if there was fragmentation and, and the I whole, slowly like the whole echolotyke the whole yeah. echolotyke thing and and it's not even that it's it's the it's the plot that happened with a core light. I don't, I'm not sure if you listened to that one with the Hearts of Glory arc. Oh yeah, the the story about the yeah, with with the, the core command. Yeah, the, yeah, the core command. They they started the whole uh, command colonies effort. Yeah, uh, and started expand expanding all that stuff. Um, but a core light for reasons unknown got captured or has been held hostage by certain people or certain individuals. Uh, and there is some kind of conspiracy brewing. What what do you guys think about all of that? Well, here's the thing. I mean, core. I mean, core command was pretty much like. I, I mean, I would say kind of like a military police, but it was more of a religious order than just a military police. Core command. Oh, oh no, sorry, Rune Forge is more. Yeah, Rune Forge. Sorry, sorry. I was. Yeah. I almost like it's because like they have close inter- relations yeah, yeah. nowadays. Ru- after, but yeah, like the Templars, yeah. right? In a way, yeah. yeah. But um, so. Uh, uh, core command, well, yeah, sure. They seem kind of like a military police initially, but as we get as we dig deeper into them, you can actually see like there's certain areas where you can tell there's something that's off, mm-hmm. and because of the information that you know uh, Tyke got, yeah, it makes sense as to how he gained the information he did to come up with a theory, and he's not too far off either, yeah. Which is why, like you know, there's a grain of truth in all of these theories anyway. There really is. And I think because of that, that's why he has so much conviction in this. I mean, you know, based on the uh, entry 38, when you actually talked about Counter Command, mm-hmm. you actually, you know, go into the detail of like how this is how he kind of rose to the ranks. This is why he has the opinion he has. So, of course, he has the conviction and he has evidence to support it. It's just he's kind of like that what conspiracy theorists are type of people that take little grains of truth and then they try to draw this thin line between each and every single point. Mm-hmm. And then by the time you connect everything, it's like, wait a minute, this doesn't actually make much sense. Sure, it makes sense to someone who's paranoid and has some of the worst views, but there's always going to be someone who has that view, even those who actually are higher up. Yeah, it depends on the person. Things. Yeah. It also, it also doesn't help <laughs> that... that- We've seen corruption from those high, higher ups in, in core command, and that that just feeds into yeah. into the whole the conspiracy. whole conspiracy that that Eklo is brewing in his mind. Well, well, core command started expanding after the reset occurred, so yes. now there's motive to mm-hmm. it, which is what added a lot more to the evidence for it because you got the motive, you got opportunity. I mean, even the meetings with Core Command, they specifically stated since they have this opportunity now and that the reset has occurred you know, they can go out and expand. It, it implies that they already knew a good amount. Maybe not the whole order, but a good amount of them do know. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts, Oscar? I mean, yeah, like, same thing kind of echoing what Jaren says, but for me specifically, it's like, if I were to be like that, it, it, and if anything, I wouldn't have done anything unless I would have the conviction or the powers, the means to go through with it because it also depends on the person if they're charismatic enough they know the people's hearts they're able to how jaren said draw the line mm-hmm. and manipulate the events whether they know themselves or not and yeah. it will you know bring forth kind of like these events where it will make snowball this theory into more, something bigger than it should have been mm-hmm. because it may it may not be true and, yeah and, that, that's, you know, and okay. this this whole counter command thing doesn't start until literally like right Right around the time that the that the pillars are celebrating a uh, well, a, a benchmark in like in peace because the the Archean conflict ended 
and then they went they went through the Rin expanse, which which allowed the Rin Empire to expand into the command colonies. So technically, the command colonies are also run by by plasmatic knights too. So I don't know if uh, you, Jaron, because I know I know you're. you're Hmm. William is an elite plasmatic knight. Oh yeah, I'm one of the highest so, of that order. I don't know if you have a bias there. Oh, uh, okay. Well, okay. Here's the thing. So, well, no, I'm going to be true to my character here. He does have a bias that favors on only because of the favors that were done in exchange, and they were very good allies early on. And I learned the lessons I needed to in order to, you know, make my character evolve. So, of course, after all the years of dedication, prior and especially after the reset occurred. It really shows like why I deserve to be at the position that I'm at. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I have I've taken a lot of traditions into heart. I've mixed those powers into my own to get my eye on Link, and you know actually like demonstrate my strength. But I'm also using it to actually teach culture now, which mm-hmm. is why I became professor at the academy in the first place. Yeah. So even if there is some bias like towards my leader, one of the biggest things, Matt, that you know about my character is that I don't care about my origins too much. Yeah, sure. I'd like to preserve yeah. my bloodline, but I don't care about the origins. I mean, I chose Eve more over Megenium. Yeah, that's that true. That makes for an archaic to do that. That's blasphemy. I mean, that makes sense. But what if what if the leader that you so you know would like to venerate and follow in a way? What if we don't we don't we don't much we know about him? So what if he has more deeper? Maybe even nefarious motives that we, even us mortals don't even know about. Are you referring to Zahn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Emperor Zahn. Well, considering how cryptic you were in the lessons of Zahn, Matt, then <laughs> I, I, there probably is something kind of suspicious going on. And during this like sequel campaign we're doing with like Arcantos and William Sor, I definitely was getting more suspicious as time went on, but I yeah. still don't know what it is. Yeah, this, I, I'm definitely hinting at, at a lot of different things that, that are going down. There's there's so many moving pieces that like it's it's sometimes hard to keep track. That's why I love this podcast because I could just go back and listen to them and just be oh, like, yeah. oh, cool, okay. I have to make sure that plot that one into this thread and make sure that this thread doesn't get all wobbly. Yeah, because once it's one of them is wobbly and broken, it just it defeats. I'm not saying it defeats the whole, but like you know, it's just. Yeah, I mean, retcon. That's why you have retcons. No, well, I was going to say, your podcast kind of acts like a glossary for you. Yeah, it yeah. does. And then, yeah. I, and I and then you yeah. just know when to expand on it. And that's the great thing about an anthology series when you do this stuff is that you literally could just reference anything at any point. You don't have to watch it all in order. Yeah, yeah, that's And true. all that stuff. So that's kind of why I like the format. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, with, with that, what do you guys think about oh, what, what what's coming up? What's coming up? Whatever this is, oh, the this, new threat. This new threat. Well, one thing I'll pick up from last season, like, because here's the thing: when you usually talk about my character, I usually say, "Matt, you're full of shit. <laughs> you don't know me at all." <laughs> but last time you spoke to Oscar in that guest episode, and you said, "Oh, Jaren's going to call me out on this." This was the one time you were right, <laughs> which pretty much is that I've gone so sick of all these conflicts that. I don't even want to be a part of it anymore. I do not see an end in sight to this. And I think this is why I was so, my character was so naive once the reset happened. I believed that that was the better option. And like, and you know, there is, you're choosing between the lesser of two evils. Like, yeah. and it's not like I even had that much of a choice of the matter either. I mean, that's what we have. Well, that's the choice that we have basically every four years now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, been, that's the beginning of time. Man. That's the beginning Shit. of time. Don't even, no, no, no. If you want to go political, man, I got you. I know. I'm good. 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 I'm good.
<laughs> oh damn! But sorry, keep going, keep going, keep no, going. No, uh, shit, I just lost my point. What were we on? Again? Uh, we were on. We but you're on naive. That you oh yeah, naive. my character was naive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the thing with William Sorbus, he was so naive to believe that oh, if you if the reset with the reset happening, there's a chance that we can just move past a lot of our prejudices. The issue was people kept trying to find out what the past was, and it's good to learn from it because that's how you stop the mistakes from being repeated. But the thing is, we learned that, oh, people want to keep making the mistakes. A lot of the characters that we knew prior to the reset are doing similar things, except they're better at it. The Game Master's still doing the same shit he was before, except uh-huh. now he's a lot more advanced and a bigger pain in my ass. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I mean, hell with them. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? I mean, I, I you're, do, you're the one that's going through. Yeah, some, some one of my characters just has some shit there with that. Oh, with that, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, concerning that with the bigger threat and whatnot with other threats coming in, it's just the fact that what if now there's an implementation of, like, you know, time traveling and spe- like how we had uh, the guest appearance, like my guest appearance, uh, does it science fiction genre? Yeah. Like, if anything, we could uh, there could be some implementation where you could try to spice it up there where what's bigger than a core reset where everyone gets, at, you know, nostalgia? What if there's, like, a convergence of, like, time? I'm not saying, like, multiverse, but it's more like what if constantly, very constantly, this new enemy has, you know, is someone in the future and just has, so just happens to have a, a goal and then tries to change the past, and that's why they know us, but we don't know them. Because it's kind of like a, what would you call it? Kind of like an unknown figure, someone that's insignificant, but because of some few actions that this person had is now becoming our major, you know, pain of, pain of our asses now. You, you know, what's, what's really fun about being the lore master of all this is that like, I've given you pieces of the puzzle and I've given you pieces of the puzzle, but you guys don't know the pieces. Like, how, how, to, how to arrange them, know, how yeah. to arrange them. Well, Hey, we're going to be talking in our next session. So let's, oh. let's get this going. Yeah. Give, yeah. give me uh, all your secrets. Give me all your secrets. You too. You have to give me that codex first. Yeah. That, that, that's gonna be really fun. Um, I'm I'm really excited to to do that. But with with all of that, with this whole threat looming over over everything, what are you guys excited about with this new season? This new this new podcast season. Well, I one Podcasts thing is that boring. now that you got the roadcaster like working and you've been doing a lot of testing with it, you at least are able to get like a lot of the music, the sound effects needed like for the sessions and all that. Yeah. So it, it actually immerses us a lot more, mm-hmm. which is good too. Uh, quality of the audio is a lot better as well. I'm not saying it was bad before; it's just it's a lot better now. And um, let's see. So, well, the thing is, it's tough to also say what we're excited for because you purposely have it hidden from us. We don't know. <laughs> like, I know some of the things you're saying. Like, well, oh, I know. I told. I, want, I, like, I told you about yeah. about what I'm doing with Tyler. Okay, here he, you're gonna hear it first, guys. From here, me. I am starting a new little exclusive series that is going to be put onto my website for listeners of the podcast they can you can go and sign up as a member and you'll you'll get exclusive access through the podcast listeners group to listen to a series of me and uh tyler swires who was the guest on entry 10 10 yeah you go out you know my i was about to say damn more than the lore master (laughs) oh well uh yeah so we're going to be doing a character creation series called character mancy and it's going to be going to feature us making characters in different in different tabletop rpg systems uh at their max level and then running through a session with them and then basically giving our 
our thoughts and opinions of the system and how how it works and all that stuff. We already recorded the first one, and that one's going to be uh, up next week on October 19th. And well, then that's one thing to get excited about. Yes. But, I mean, the thing is, like, I know you're going to be building this story that we have going on with their sequel campaign, mm-hmm. and I know that there's a ca- certain character of mine you want to add in to this when the time comes. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Him, right? Oh, yeah. Him. Yeah, oh, there, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. You're, you're going to be getting a glimpse. You've already gotten a glimpse, a little bit of a glimpse. In, in, in Entry 50, uh, there was a little tiny glimpse of him uh, that was with Tyler. That was also with Tyler because Tyler played, played in that one. He also played mm-hmm. in, in Entry 30 as well. Um but yeah, we're we're, we're going to get some some big stuff coming here soon. Exactly. So I'm really I'm when it comes to this other character, I'm very curious to see how it plays out with them because I'm still like I mean not to get too much into his character. It's just he is like a massive theologian mm-hmm. and it's more of how blindly does he follow like his goddess. Yeah. To an extent because the thing is, like, oh, yeah, he, he comes off as tyrannical to some people, but I never try to make him that way. It's more of he wants to do what he believes is best for his people, but his people trust him because he's made good decisions. Mm-hmm. So, like, a benevolent dictator, then? Well, no, it's, here's the thing. I could be if I wanted to be. I don't want to be. I just want to do whatever my goddess wants me to do. Sorry, benevolent tyrant, because tyrant originally is not a, a, a true sense of the word. is not negative nor positive. It's just, you know, someone who rules over the people. Now, obviously, it's more you know oh, yeah. negative it, connotation it, it negative connotation to it yeah but like in his purest form yeah that's why i said like he he wants to be like he's tyrannosaurus rex man <laughs> no you just no you just lost, oh, the, no, you you lost the plot you, you should oscar's face no no I, I'm, I'm giving that same dis- look of disappointment okay well i'm sorry i'm sorry okay continue then but yeah that, that was my point like yeah I'm also, I'm also curious if if i were able or hopefully be able to see uh encounter the character some way or another but yeah, Jaren's character is doing this one. Oh, damn, man. She's going to go down. But Arcantos is, is, is going to be very interesting, too, because... From your uh, perspective, yeah. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. No, you no, don't no. think what your you character is, from, is interesting? Well, I mean, it, I, could, I, could, I did say from my uh, guest appearance that it is okay, kind of like imagine, my... Imagine placing 50 more cycles onto his belt. Okay, uh, yeah, you're true, true. I mean, yeah. I'm, you're, you're, you're right, but I'm just saying like... This entire... And, and, and you also have to think that you're a cron. Cron, cron... Live longer. Live, live a lot longer than... Especially with the enhancements and everything like that. So you'll be living into this this new age. I mean, I would want... I'm not going to lie. I would want to. I just hope I don't die like my, you know, Ulysses. Well, I do, I, I do I, say, I yeah. Think, I think it's because like when, when you built Ulysses, it was like... Like, like I had a specific vision, yeah. I had a specific vision, but then it just went downhill, and it was on, if it was your help that set him onto a track. That okay, I'll, I'll focus on him on that. But it was kind of about about yeah, too with, late. With Arcantos, I feel like Arcantos is like the you have refined yourself, in, yeah, in, within the system that that you're playing, and you and you know kind of what what you're trying to build to. At least like I want to make it all round, but then I do now for sure know that. Specific specialization is important. Mm-hmm. An aspect that we, you know, what you good at is what you good at. And in in reborn and power, like specialization is like pretty pretty good. Like I mean, with William, you you you're specialized as a plasmatic knight, and you just have like the thunder thunder snap God and the plasma, plasma, plasma arch. arch. 
Oh, yeah, the plasma shield and all that stuff. Yeah. No, but that's the thing. Like, when you specialize your character, Oscar, like, when it comes to Arcantos, it reminds me how, I like, I started specialized with William because mm-hmm. that was one of the first characters when I really started saying, okay, this is how I want to create my character. This is how, this is the kind of skill suites and abilities I want to make him have. These mm-hmm. are the attributes I want him to actually have. The first character that I, like, made that I really started to think of this stuff but didn't really have the direction, which is kind of like your Ulysses, was Algorithm. Yeah, Algorithm. I remember that guy. I mean, I don't yeah. know of him, but I, I you know. You've heard him referenced a few yeah. times, yeah. Algorithm um, has been referenced multiple times. Multiple times inside this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Convergence. <laughs> nebulae convergence <laughs> but yeah I get nebulae <laughs> but yeah I get you Jaren like yeah like, he's you're, a you're, cosmic you're... scorpion yeah. <laughs> well he's not a crab right <laughs> cancer no oh yeah. god actually actually uh, do you remember back in the hearts of glory arc with uh, when when the hearts of glory went to the first the first planet on their list yeah and there were there were the the three different uh, tribes there were the, the the prime that lived underneath the underneath the, Surf, air, yeah. the surface and then there were the, the scorps that are in our planetary hoppers yeah they they come from asteroids and actually they come from the from the nebula that the nebulae yeah. of algorithms my one domain of <laughs> and i was like damn that's a nice reference like you know you I, never I, know I'm tr- I'm, i try to reference as, as much as i can from from our game sessions because the game sessions are basically my the best way for me to really expand upon the lore because besides like, like writing be, be, and before, like podcast besides, besides the, the podcast writing that 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 also helps yeah. out and then i also will write out like codex entries on the website and all, and all that stuff but the game sessions it, they allow me to think about oh what kind of races should it should i include into this like what what kind of species should, should i include it should i like add, add some more some more depth to yeah. certain things um you utilizing some things i've i've had in the podcast itself and then I bring it here up to the game, and then uh, you guys kind of like expand upon it, give me ideas too, because yeah. like you guys are like talking like, oh, what could this be? What could that be? I'm like, hmm, maybe I could use that. that like, kind of thing. like the thing to me is that with this, just this is my final thought, but like in this particular thing, but like just to finish the thought, the thought, if yeah. unless you want to, you know, afterwards you want to continue, Jaren, is the fact that. With this, I actually honestly thought that this was just a game. Like, I mean, a, a fun game, not going to lie, like D&D and everything. Yeah. But uh, it's just I didn't think that it would be so expansive that it's like you even know what's the main form in a way of the media. Like there's writing, there's the podcast, and there's the game itself. Yeah. It's just like it's so expansive that I, I don't know which is the main branching off. It's more like all co- a collective. Yeah. It, 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 what, I want, what I want it to be is instead of it being like, oh, here is the movies. Oh, here is the podcast. I want it to be like, oh, here is the entire thingy. Yeah, and you can just choose which which one, which media form you want to consume, so that you can consume it. Yeah, like, and entertain yourself and immerse yourself into this new expanding universe. <laughs> I like uh, it, Jerry. I like it. What are your thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? Are you thinking about something? Something? Um, thoughts on what in particular? Oh, yeah. What is? Yeah. Uh, what, what is, is Jerry? What are your thoughts on? Ooh, I have something. What are your thoughts on the? Did you listen to the the most recent story arc at the end of season two? Uh, at the end of season two, um, I did, but I will admit this is like when I was doing like sixty hours a week. Okay, yeah, on my job. So yeah. like the ones I re-listened to, I listened to like the quite a few of the arcs. Yeah, and like, but like I could, I I probably need to re-listen to that if we're gonna talk on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, do do you did you listen to it? 
It was the it was fi- like that the Seeker final Aaron arc guy. right 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 before me. Sage Aaron. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. My my new companion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got like he's pretty interesting. Like shit. Sage Aaron. Now, when you said that you're gonna have him be a character, I didn't think it'd be like, damn. Like yeah, he he's he's beginning into his showing his struts right there. Well, li- literally, we recorded that, and then I was like. Uh, I'm gonna make a new character for him to to follow, and then like I'm gonna actually have it be like him alongside him going into the future, and then maybe they'll be like big characters later on in in the actual live stream campaign when when I run that. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna have him meet the sage, random sage. So I made sage Aaron, so and like, then damn. Like, and then after we had the session, I was like. Okay, let me expand upon this. Yeah, you're, and then, you literally said, and like, then, you asked me, like, do you want this guy to be with you on this journey, or do you just, you know? And that was months before I even started yeah. recording like that. And I was like, damn, man, like, dude, he was serious. That's on why, this. that's why, like, if you actually listen to it, there are a few things that might sound different than than when I actually, when we did the session. Yeah. Because the session was, like, you know, live and, and I didn't have anything, like, really planned. It, like, I usually improvise most of my sessions. And so. I was just trying to come up with something on the spot and then I came up with it and then I just expanded upon it a little bit more. Um, but there are ways to, to work. Yeah. work but even what, even then it's not like a, has to be like a rebooted save. Like it's enough flexible enough where you, you introduce them where they now months later, like right now, you, he's like integral into it. It's yeah. like it's not like as if nothing changed. It's just like you and, you would know exactly. And I do want to go into into the storyline with like between all of your characters too, like Arcantos and and their their storylines. Because did you listen to the part where uh, where it was where they were it was talking about the uh, Sig Sigmund, yeah, S- Sigmund and um, God. I, there's so many names. Sorry. I mean, not a lie. Like even I'm Trump, but I, I know. Like if you see it, I would know. Yeah, I, I actually have it right here. Let me let me check. You guys. Go Wait, ahead. is it like the list of like his newer squad for right now? Yeah, his his newer squad that that came up. The, the female, right? Like Sig's uh, the uh, guy. S- Sigmund is the is the one that you can't quite tell if it's female or male. Oh, I, the androgynous. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. I yeah. I say I say she or he. he yeah, you know. for a reason, and then. Uh, I think that the other guy who's like more, he was the enforcer guy. Yeah, he's like more badass. Well, I'm saying badass, but yeah, he's like more like yeah, there's Sigmund, rough and tough. There's Sigmund and uh, there was also Vander. Oh yeah, Vander. it's a v- Vander. Yeah, Sigmund, Vander, Aaron, and Arcantos, like four of us for mm-hmm. now at least. For now, but you're, you're gonna be uh, maybe, maybe William. Maybe. Because you're you're onto something, and William, you just got something. And we just actually had a session with William right before you got. Yeah, <laughs> right before. Right. Oh, right now. Yeah. Be- yeah like oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. An hour before this started, we yeah. we had a session just to kind of catch William up on some things. But things are gonna go down today. I'm I mean, telling you guys right now. Is the, you guys got some stuff going on? This 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 is a, this is involved death. Does not involve. Um, it, I, God damn! Okay. <laughs> You're asking too many questions. Too many questions. Hey, I, I live for questions. Okay, well, um, with that being said, do you guys have any questions for me on anything in particular? I didn't even know we were going to have that segment. <laughs> <laughs> damn, freaking um, Matt just bringing it up on us. Do, I mean, do, do you? 
do you have any questions about like the campaign from before or or any of us of the actual podcast entries well i mean i think i think like our original campaign was like straightforward enough i mean yeah sure there was definitely like a lot of like segues and like things times when we went like you know out of the original story which i think is good to do that you can't just do you can't make it linear the entire time yeah but um no i think it roughly no i think it like roughly made sense and any clarification we ever needed we kind of talked about it like after the session ended hmm. or like by a couple days later so it never really was like a like there was no that much there wasn't like much frustration ever trying to understand the story and the sequel one since like we've already been to most of these places before we kind of already know what we're like seeing what we're dealing with mm-hmm. to some I mean, yeah sure the threats are a little bit different but like we know like the creatures we know the land of the land so it's easier to interact with our environment do you feel like you're getting a, a, a better handle of the of the universe now yeah Oscar? after the Ulysses thing yeah I'm pretty sure that you know with everything I know the directive. I still have the notion from Ulysses just in a different direction where I wanted uh, having a technological and magic aspect. But from there, I'm able to like know exactly how, you know, the trajectory of the world, how it changes, how to adapt, it goes. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I'm content with that. Like, it's just, I like, I love how like everything around the character are Cantos and, you know, William and the others. It's just, it's flexible, it adapts, and then, you know, it's fun to enjoy. Mm. Yeah. But actually, I do have a qu- just one question. Oh, cool, cool. I, I mean, if anything, like I got curious about the plasmatic knights. Okay. Oh, um, this might be a question for me then. Uh, <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll, uh, see. we'll see how much I know. It's because it's more like they, I'll it, let it, you answer it first. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna defer to you. I can't feel like go <laughs> like, for it. It was from yeah entry 46, and then just the plasmatic traditions. It it yeah. kind of uh, showed about like how they uh you know how the hierarchy and everything like that, but it made me think about. I don't know if it was 45 specifically, but I think it was 46. But um, 46 no. was the Plasma Knight. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, 47 was the uh, written member, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, from 46, then it would be the fact that I was kind of curious on, like, how exactly, like, yeah, there's people, when, when they see the runic, uh, the Plasmatic Knights, like, when they use their powers, they just think it's, like, you know, just, you know, kinetic and whatnot. But, uh, like, what exactly is it to them? Like, how is it truly in nature of how they use their powers? Like, is it like... Actually, I have a follow-up question on that, too. Because what happened was you did mention how, like, kinetics are different from, like, what Runeforgers do. Yeah. But I think, you know, Thade, uh, William Sor's son, bridged that gap. Yeah. So now that he can create arc runes, it's as if there is little difference between them now. Because mm-hmm. he bridged that gap. So I guess what is the distinctive factor now? Of of an ion, of, of like an ion link versus rune forging, and then we know that um, like the arc rune, the arc runes kind of bridge that gap. But what still makes that different from either of the two? Well, or is like the arc forging like more rune forger, or is it more ion link, or what is it? Are, so so when it comes to the actual the actual energy system and, and how and how people like flow through to different types of en- energies. Uh, arc forging it, it, it stems from rune forging because you have to basically manipulate molecules uh, to to create something from from nothing. You're, you're basically create, creating uh, like an actual an actual energy source from your hands. That that's what rune forging is. Um, but when when it comes to when it comes to, to the arc, arc runes, uh, they basically just are able to to um kind of hop to different types of energies like in a split second and and uh are 
connected to the to the ion link uh, because, well, Thadian learned from William, which we we haven't gotten to, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Uh, but basically, arc 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 forging and and the actual ion link itself that they're they're separate whereas like the the ion link themselves the the ion state and all that stuff uh it is it is a more sufficient way to to be able to actually like it's it's the it's an easier way to to be like able a to form do. yeah like yes. some, like but it it, be, it becomes a tradition through the through the rent the rent like it's it's like as if you you learn to throw a ball, but you don't know the form of how to throw the ball. You you can you can learn to to use the actual the actual ion link, but you haven't like you haven't mastered it yet. Okay, so I have a hypothetical question then. Mm-hmm. So let's say so let's take my thunder snap for example, which is like one of my most powerful abilities. Yes. Well, you know how I can like channel that into a scroll, kind of like how Lucy and Coles was teaching me. Yeah, and then I can just like use it. Well. How does that compare if, let's say, Fane used like an arc rune with like a similar kind of thing? Like a similar effect to, I'm assuming, yeah. to uh, like, so understand. Does that like change the energies? Is like one more powerful than the other? Like uh, how- it, it could it, it could shift uh, it could shift to different types of energies. Mm-hmm. I, like every single time you, you you use any kind of ability, it will mm-hmm. end up being there. There's always a potential for it to shift. To something else, but it's a very many potential unless unless you're using like tonic energy itself. Mm-hmm. The potential, oh yeah, yeah. The potential itself. Yeah. All right. Okay. I mean, I, I think I, I get I get the the train of thought there. It's just it's kind of I think it's like I'm, I'm learning, I'm adapting. Yeah. It's like kind of new. This is it's like it just that's why it stuck to my there, mind. There's with the, like there, it, it's it's basically the different schools. So think of it like this: each energy is like a different school of thought. Where you have to you have to go about it in a, in a different in, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, tonic is always is always going to be kind of at the center of it. All My favorite because it's always it's about the potential of of using any kind of yeah the, any kind of en- energy. That's, that's why when you use it, it will it will randomly select an energy that that disperses out. Yeah. So yeah, it's just power in itself. Reborn in power. Yeah. And credits. <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean that, yeah. that does answer my question. Uh, what about you, Jaren? Well, yeah, I mean that that pretty much answered my question too. I just wanted to understand like how yeah. that gap. Well, I, I kind of saw how the gap I, was bridged. I, I just want to sure there was still. A difference I want to it. I want to dive dive further into arc runes. That, yeah. that that's why I wanted to continue oh, because with, I was trying to get. But you're like no, because <laughs> William. William no, is I like no, to, no, I don't I, want that. No, I have to stay true to my character, and if I if I just said, "Hey, Thane, come along and do this," I'm like, I'm not going to pretend like, "Oh, hey, if my son got in danger, I wouldn't sacrifice myself for my son." Like, I know what that danger is. Yeah, but do you, do you think that it's it's better for it's better for him just to to stay naive to to said dangers or? Or should he actually... It's one thing to face danger. Like, okay, let's say you're facing, like, some Swore Infinite or, like, some members of, like, Counter Command. That's one thing. But if you're dealing with, like, the whole Excantrite situation and all that, that's an entirely different ballgame. I mean, the last time I did stuff with Thabe, he went to Udain and this dude, like, passed out. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. then and there. And then, like, it, it caused this whole thing, <laughs> like, after the fact. It's like, if he can't handle that, no offense, son, but, like, I don't want you <laughs> traveling with me with another Elite Plasmatic Knight to try to go save our leader from forces that we don't fully understand yet. 
because I'm just giving the enemy an advantage, and I don't want to do that. I mean, there is a saying that do not fear a godlike enemy, but a pig like a pig like teammate, which means that yeah, obviously don't bring in extra Damn, baggage. You just called William's son a pig. <laughs> I mean, are you offended by that? Considering that you were killed off eight times, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, he fair enough, fair enough. That's why I'm kind of blunt as he leaves. He's I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm already dead. Like, bring on the side. What? Mm-hmm. Fucking okay. Do you think that? Uh, do you think that Arcantos and Thade would would get along? Um, Did you listen to the the Thadean entry? No, the 40, 42 and uh, forty two. Forty two was the Runeforger entry, yeah. and then forty three. Forty three was, was the one. Yeah. No, honestly, I haven't gone to that part since I had to like skip some to catch up. But uh, for those ones, I mean, I, I would probably maybe get along because like it, like. If anything, if you remember, Matt, uh, Ulysses, when I first wanted him to be something, I actually wanted him to be a rune forger. Yeah. And Damn, then, that and would have been such a different storyline if it, you chose it that. Would've. Oh, my gosh. Uh, not going to lie. That, I kind of, not saying regret, but it's more like. Dude, rune for- I, I made a rune forger uh, for our first uh, thing with Tyler, mm-hmm. like the, our, our character Mancy thing. Yeah. Um. And holy crap! I mean, I could have built it like way differently, but like I, I was like, okay, this character is going to be someone who who specialized in rune forging, but and but was talented in basically everything, but only specialized in that one thing. Yeah, and I mean, it showed. I I was also able to to summon like fifteen runic missiles in one turn oh, and blast someone. With fifteen D twelve. What the freaking max level? I I, 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 yeah, I was able to basically fire off uh five shots at three at three different enemies and and try to hit them each. Did were they successful? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I for killed, the most part? I killed two I killed two of them in in, in one turn. So oh, Okay. Oh. Yeah, and then they they were pretty powerful. I actually have the 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 sheet for them right there. Damn. Yeah. Oh shit! I mean, there you go. But yeah, if had you had you been a rune forger as Ulysses, that would have changed the entire entire like campaign. Not yeah. just not just mechanically. Well, not say mechanically, like you know, like the thread and whatnot, but the relationship between each character, like you know, Ridia. Not not Ridia. Oh, was it Ridia? Yeah, Ridia was in the first campaign, but like later, but like you know, Ariel oh, and then stuff with Ridia. Yeah. I, I did I did oh, yeah. the final sessions with Ridia oh, man. before Ryan. Ryan left. Also, like, does she live? Shout out! To, shout out to Ryan. Ryan is what, what like was our DM. He, he just finished our our campaign, and uh, thank you, Ryan, for the amazing time with like D and D and all that stuff. Giving J- Jaron a full campaign experience, um, myself as well. Yeah, even though you know you know I, you I, most of it. Yeah, I mean, you already played I, it before. I went. I went through. I went through like like basically like. A campaign in itself yeah. that could have ended, but then we continued on, and then we TPK'd after after two two of our players got got so drunk that they decided to oh that part yeah to run into a an enemy base and kill themselves repeatedly. So lesson learned: get a little inebriated, and then we got TPK'd because of it. Dude, I kind of like that in the way where like how you told it, it's like dude. Yeah, it was just not fun. Yeah, like, obviously, <laughs> what experience was was horrible. It's more like how you told it, it's like eh. Whatever, fuck it. I'm yeah. already done with it. Yeah, no, yeah, but there was like there were there were plans to to 
do extra stuff. Like there, like there was a plan for for my brother's character to come, like original character that died in the first in the first half to come back as a uh, as a blood hunter and basically like piece the puzzle together for us to face off against the next threat that we had. Yeah, and like that was like all like in the background being planned out, but, but the- we never got to do that because they got drunk. Yeah, <sighs> but. Ryan, thank you. This this whole thing, like like you you you, you made, made us enjoy it. You made us you, you get you gave us a, a fulfilled experience of of reborn in power, and and want want to say thank you for that. Wait, reborn in power, D and D, D and D. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I think reborn in power. Sorry, that that is what I think. That's what, what that's what you do. No. That is what I that is what I am. No, hey, when he comes back from school, though, I seriously want him to, like, run a campaign for your thing. Because I feel like he knows your lore, like, the best besides yeah. you. I mean, I like it, but if anything, I when mean, he's attentive, he, he does I think, recall things more. I, I think I think he knows the system the best. And, I, and also, I feel like it would be amazing to to watch him world build with inside the core realms. Because then he can utilize, like, some of the different energies and, and maybe change some things. Yeah. Make, make something unique. That is that hasn't been experienced inside. Oh, so be a writ, huh? And being a writ. Yeah, but I mean, you'll find out what what will happen in uh, in the entries to come. Well, hopefully that's not the end of his character, right? You'll find out in the entries to come, right? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, but fair yeah. enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, guys, have any other remarks you'd like to get in? You, Jaren. My good uh, sir, I need a subject matter before I say any remarks. True. I mean, yeah. I, I did get an, like how we both got our questions answered. Like, yeah, it's yeah. Like that thing. yeah. I mean, we got the questions answered that we needed. You know, I, th- I th- what is it like? We got we yeah, we got what we needed out of it. I think we summarized a lot yeah. of the important stuff that were that will be you know d- dived into in season three. I D- mean, of course, we don't know too much because you know you're purposely hiding from us as you should. But yeah, we'll see how it plays. I out. mean, I would. I would be happy to tell you all all the man, all the deets, but you why, know why are you teasing can't, us, man? Why and you can't play in the game. Teaser, man. It's fucking show. Us. Don't tell. Okay, well then, I think it's time for us to show the audience William and Arcantos meeting. Well, better let them never know. It's been a while, man. We yeah. can see you again. All right, so we'll we'll be back with William and Arcantos. Thank you for listening to Season 3 of the Arthadian Anthologies Podcast. If you haven't yet, join the podcast listeners group at arthadiananthologies.com slash squads. There, you will gain access to exclusive recorded episodes and be able to participate in polls for upcoming episodes. You can also submit a request to be a future guest on the podcast. Until then, thank you again for your support, and I'll see you in the core. So, last we left off, Arcantos, you had contacted William Soar about a specific codex that you found in the Nexus Chambers of Sector 399 on Vicroniax. Upon receiving this codex and trying to get 
uh, Sigmund to check it out and kind of hack into it, you were blocked out. And you figured the best person to try to contact with regarding this information because apparently on this codex you found out that whoever wrote it it's written in ancient Psyox. There's only so, so much that you can actually like gather, but whoever wrote it, they have been planning things. They've been planning things for some time. And it has to do with the reset. So you return to Archaea using your conduit orb to keep you at bay without having to, you know, lose your energy outside of the Synchronous realm. You head to William Sora's estate, the Sora estate, in the Ring of Vanessa, and Archaea. And once re- reaching the door, the gates, you see it is lathered with this metallic hue of green, turquoise, bluish color and then in your head you hear Arcantos, you are allies of my master you may enter as you are being expected and you see the gates open up as you walk through the gates enter into the Sora state you hear William someone comes inside what do you do Arcantos hey professor um do you uh, want to talk about from what I discovered yeah where's the codex I bring out the codex and uh, give it to him that phrase you said to me before what how did it go again it was from vision um and it's been in my mind. Even Rydia knows about it. But uh, beyond that, it's just pretty cryptic. And then when I try to access the the codex, it only got so few things from it until it locked me out. And now I'm here with you. You could probably try to go into it. And if I can't, we'll just take it to someone else who can. But uh, that phrase, how did it go? See, it says... Something in the likes of, I know, you don't know who I am, but I know all of you. Time is irrelevant. The core is what I seek. And it's just, I... I, uh, And then it pretty much somehow ends with, if once they meet, you are my adversary, if we meet... You will die by my light. Yes, you will all shatter by my light. Something of the like. I saw that once I killed two Cantorites today. Two Cantorites? They took the forms of my students. Like my classmates? Hasa, Garavik. Are they... I don't know how they are. Is this related to the Cantorites then? 
or is Mercantos. Earlier today, I revealed the truth to some very important people. After that moment occurred, a ship came out and fired right upon Archaea and disappeared without a trace. Even Core Command can't even track it. It caused a lot of damage. And now there are Cantorites taking the forms of people that I know. Actually, just to be sure. And, um, I'm gonna talk over to my Ritanium helmet. Mm -hmm. Helmet, make a scan of Arcantos for me right now. And did you say your squad was coming? He has already been scanned. And he's good? He is fine. Thank you. Squad, I bring them here. I want, I want them scanned now. Do I, uh, know why he's, uh... Skittish, kind of like. Uh, I mean, you guys fought. Wait, did you? because Ar- I Arcantos wasn't in the fight. Wait, was he in the fight with all the? Yeah, he was. All the yeah, he was there. Just uh, yeah, with like the fakes on. Oh yeah, stuff. yeah, he was there. Oh, for but, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, it's just he went to that other area thing. Like, sorry, so many things going after. on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, can I assume that Arcantos from the time that he left temporarily from team, you know, disbanding till right now? Reunite with uh, Will that there's some other things that must have tripped him and you know, make him made him more paranoid. I mean, for a reason, yes, but like I, also I mean, just he told just you he that. just told you <laughs> just told you. I mean, do you want to roll an analyze check it on could him? Be specific. Okay, if you say so, I'm just want to be specific. <laughs> if okay. your rolls are correct, you'll figure out the other thing. <laughs> this this is this is our game sessions, guys. This is our game sessions. Okay, okay, go exactly. for it. Go for it. Right, okay. I mean, it's, please be crit. I mean, okay, if you want me to go go for it, then. Ah, it's not great. I don't, I don't care. Let's just say that that from what we know, from what we know, from what he told me. Yeah. Um, uh, from what he told you, basically, what like so? What was to- what the total on it? It was. Uh, you have like a plus ten in intellect, right? Yes, yeah, so fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, you kind of get this sensation that yeah, he William seems very distraught, and he he's just not having it right now with all this this new information coming out he doesn't know if he should just basically put down the mace rod and give up and give up I mean oh yeah I'm having my crew right now see what's going on um do I know oh, how long did they come in or or they just right behind me uh they you have to send out a message to them. Okay. So I, I would send out a message. Yeah, you. So can you uh, come by here in these coordinates? Uh, we need to talk. We need to, I think we have a lead. Uh, who do you send that to specifically? Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Okay. Sage Aaron. And uh, a response comes back within within the minute. We'll be there right away. And I tell, well, it's like, oh, they're coming uh, soon. Okay. My helmet will scan them. It's good so, that you're alive, but let me take a look at that codex. Uh, can I roll a computer's check? Uh, go ahead, yeah. It's going to be a high one, like 40. Ooh. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Uh-huh. As you begin to kind of try to access this information I'd like you to roll me a disability check 
I'm going to use Disciple's Will. Oh. One of them. 27. 27? As you go to access it, you suddenly see it. It begins to go with white, and then you see black lines begin to show. And then you can't quite make out what it says. It's some kind of... Spectacles of truth. I'm going to put that on. You go and tr- pick pick up your spectacles off, off of a, a, a little um, platform that you have, have it hang, like kind of sitting on. And you put them on. And as you read this Psyox text, it says... William Soar, you are not allowed. <sighs> whoever gave you this codex, or whoever created this codex, is clearly behind all this. If he knows about the blinding light, knows about the Canorites. This could be, be a conspiracy then. I don't know what you saw, but... I spoke to Hytiran. Hytiran. He's in, he's in prison now. For, for what? Conspiracy. But... He refused to talk to anyone unless they experienced this blinding light. And that's when I saw the message, that vision that you had. When I killed one of the Excantorites, I took the form of one of my students. Once the figure burst, a blinding light appeared. And then I heard that message. Once I spoke to Hyteran... I was able to get about five minutes with him before the guards kicked me out, but he told me that whoever's been doing this knew about how the reset actually happened. And has planned this even prior to it, knew that the reset would happen. I mean... You're getting visions about this. It's tied to the Cantorites. It's tied with everything. And even with the spectacles of truth, these items that have never let me down before, it now reveals here that I'm not even allowed to look in the codex. Well then. I don't know what can have this kind of power. And even worse, we still have no sign of where Zahn is. Still missing? Vera and Zach and I are going to go to a place we believe he might be located. But that's after we conclude our business. True. Do you know... Do you guys know the coordinates roughly of where he is? Or you just have a lead of where to go? We believe he's trying to get information on how to get into the vault. And that Zahn is just withholding that. The the, the Cantorites. The, the actual Cantorites. So... 
the the leader of them. Yeah. Um, okay. The so true formless. They're going. They're you want. They want to. Uh, they they're basically vault. they're basically uh, uh, what's it called torturing emperors on, on to try to try to get into the vault into the into the vault and information about a specific item inside the vault. And which we, I talked about earlier, believing that one of those items is one of the artifacts that we need to stop the Titans too, which is why it's just as important. So it's not to disrupt, but to prevent it, and they want to keep it so it's not to allow the Titans to come for to come forward to make more for to make more of these cancerites. Oh, Three threats, and one of them we don't even know who the hell it is. And they always seem to be one step ahead. Well, maybe one step's an understatement, but but it gets the job done eventually. How high strung we are, how vulnerable we are at the moment. I can't lie. I feel like this is related to my stint back in the past. Your stint? Didn't I tell you? Or me going to the past? Very little. You're very brief about it. Fair enough. Uh, all I try to do is change the timeline to a more favorable position, more favorable outcome to it up till now. But all I did is have a you know kind of like fictitious fantastical vision of what would have been up to that point and because of that can't really go beyond anything that's not conduit based hence why I have and I saw the the show my conduit orb like with without this I'm not able to you know be out like for a few minutes but here's the thing you require the conduit don't you yes Whenever these formless die, and it has that shining light that comes through the conduit itself, if it was possible for you to go in there, you would automatically be at the location of whoever's doing this. Possibly. But that's a suicide mission. Maybe that there'd be last resort. But, um... but if we at least get the location, then we know where to go. God, I love tabletop RPGs. So you didn't see me gonna say that, Matt. You didn't see me going that way, huh? <laughs> Dude, I'm innovative as fuck. You're gonna make another Ulysses out of Arcantos? He's destined for that. <laughs> you cannot escape destiny. Um, but if anything, I want to tell you two things. Besides the time traveling, I would say theory, but one is that. You did say that whoever not only gave me this could be, could be not behind this, but also the, with the one that actually created this codex. Did I tell you that the one who gave me was Vicronix himself? Vicronix gave you that codex. And he, when I was still exploring the Nexus Chambers to for this lead. So how did he get that codex though? I don't know. I didn't ask him about it. He only said... I was far too early for this. I seriously have a problem with Vicronix. Doesn't help me with the Game Master, <laughs> and now it's being cryptic with you. But you did tell me something that it could be possible. It could be related to one of the architects. And he wants me to know more about them. Because one of the architects might have turned traitor and just did this knew about knows about the core reset 
Roll a lore check, please. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, yo, can I roll, roll a lore check? I'm, like, back here behind the screen just laughing so hard because I just love your guys' interactions. interactions. Okay. okay, so can I actually use uh, universal knowledge on this one like, and add it to my roll? I believe universal knowledge is, like automatic, is, right? is an automatic success. I yeah. remember that. I want to get that. Ryan has that. Yeah, I know, I know you said, like, I have a talent Ooh, in it, too. Did but you, you also it? Me- I know you did kind of treat it, too. Oh, if you use universal knowledge, it just means you have an it's average feat, understanding. Right? Yeah, it's a feat. Universal knowledge. Uh, you can choose to auto-succeed any yeah. knowledge check an amount of times equal to this feat's rank. Okay, what about the talent point in it? You can auto-succeed anything once per day. Note, you can do so after finding out the result of your roll. Oh, so roll and it's like yeah. it's like oh crap! This is like the most important time to 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 succeed. Well, I feel like this is one of those times, but we'll see. Okay, so I mean, it could be pretty high. You never know Not until the lore master says it. Like, oh yeah, it could be like a thirty-two, twenty-three, twenty-three. You know, uh, you know a little bit about the architects. What you got from it was. In your time during the Dwarven Citadel, uh, you found out that their entire, like, how, how they became advanced, an advanced, like, society that spans five galaxies is through an architect te- technology that landed there many, many, many uh, millennia ago. And that was just a piece of it. That was a piece of it, and they were able to advance further than they've ever been able to advance before. Um, That's some ball of shit right there. But you also remember something about uh, Clyde. Clyde from your past before the core reset. He was a he was a sin. And he also had, he also had met with a, a being, a greater being. You think that maybe that was an architect? It went by the name on Zega. Yeah, that's what you remember. But as you go to remember back into the past. Each of you suddenly get this strange rush through your minds. You get this feeling, this feeling that you're forgetting something. Something important. Something that... Something that's been a part of you for... The past... Few... Past few... uh, Weeks, maybe months for you. Since you met Liam. And for you... Something that came from before the reset. 
but the knowledge escapes you. You're starting to get this this feeling this feeling There is no name. Then you hear. Master, there are three individuals approaching. Shall I scan them? Scan them immediately. Is that your squad? Yes. As he scans them, you guys are still kind of hell-bent on this feeling, and it's just weighing on your minds, like, for you guys, it's almost like how people would explain how the reset felt to them, like. So we feel some level of fragmentation? Some level of not fragmentation, a void like something has just is gone. We remembered, but right now it's just gone. It's gone, and you don't know if this is because of the reset or anything like that. Like, obviously, for you, for me, no, but something's going on. You hear, they are clear. Then the gates open, and you see a uh, a cron, three cron actually. Um, the one in the center, though, he is wearing a, a sage garment. Uh, you see that he has a black and white hair that is parted between the center um, and some kind of uh, some. I like, you know, like colorful eyes that kind of pierce into you and look at you and begins to scan you. The the other two, uh, one one is a seems to be like some kind of um, technical officer of a kind, and then the other one is a large is a larger uh, is a larger kind of enforcer type figure. Uh, and you see, the one in the center walks up. Is like. Is something the matter? No, it's just... Hello, I am Sage Aaron. Pleasure to meet you, William Soar. William Soar, elite plasmatic knight and professor of the Arcus Academy. Absolute pleasure. And then you see uh, the one that is kind of the tech officer that you can't quite tell if they're male or female, but they come up to you and say, Sigmund, you are a, an elite plasmatic knight, you say? That is correct. Quite interesting. Um, are you able to charge the Rin Towers like like some some say you guys are able to do? I do have that ability, but depending on where you choose to be and as a plasmatic knight, some dedicate themselves to charging it, while others go out and forge their own paths. Hmm. I take it you forged your own path. Closer to that, yes. Hmm. You see the other one is like, that's 
uh, Sigmund. I'm Vander. Nice to meet you. Pleasure to meet you all. I hope you're keeping our cantos safe. Well, we've only gone on one mission with them, so. And it was a big one, so. Yeah, yes. you found that codex right there. And yeah, he uh, kind of deciphered it, but according to the device. Yes, I found out that there was uh, information about a particular entity that somehow knows things about the core reset, but I couldn't quite grab a hold of the cert- there are there are specific subject matter that needed to be deciphered, but before I could do so through the ancient technology through the ancient Psyox text, it got locked away from me. It got locked away from me when I put on my spectacles of truth, and those have never let me down. We're dealing with something quite intelligent and dangerous. Well, you mentioned architects, Arcantos. And that's what my chronics told me. I have only known of a couple. I believe that if if Arcantos here has met with Vicronix and Vicronix has given some kind of insight into this, he he told you right about how I might be an architect. He did. He, he did speculation. Then I think our next. Our next course of action should be to two courses. Two courses. Yes, we need to find a specific one. One mission in particular, but there's two ways that we can go about finding it. We need to find a specific codex written by a uh, grand sage from um, back you know, well before. This reset occurred. Uh, How far do you mean by well before? The one that invented the currency that we hold. Can I roll a lore check on that? Go ahead. Would you like to roll a lore check too? You yeah. look like it. <laughs> it was actually inside one of the podcast entries about Grand Sages. Oh yeah, there was like, I know you talked about a few on that one. But that'd be metagaming. I'm not going to do that. Me neither. Uh, 21? I got 20. Dang. Yeah. That, I roll pretty low. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I mean, come on. Okay, well, you both remember that, well, the Volts, Volts chips were made by a figure, a, a scientist that uh, was named Hyman Volts, and he was... He was renowned for, for for basically making the Volts chip and creating the currency that has spanned the entire core realms and like multiple different uh, technological advanced civilizations all throughout. Um, but he said a grand sage. You know, you knew him as a scientist. So famously, publicly, he was a scientist, but in actuality, he was a grand sage. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I like that. I like that type of dynamic. It's like, yes, uh, Hyman Volts. He was actually a Newgonian that transferred his consciousness into a sin frame because he wanted to. He wanted to understand more about Synchronous, and so he scoured the realms in search of the dormant. Sync zones. 
if you will. And apparently, he actually succeeded in that, in that task, which which was his final bout to become a grand sage. And it's the his codex is has been missing for many millennia, actually. Well, you make it sound like it's a neon haystack, then. Wow. Yes, but I'm going to put on my spectacles of truth for for this now. Okay. So I'm going to grab them, put, put them on. Okay. And what do you... And then um, I'm trying to remember how these work, but don't I like think about it or something that I like see let, the path? Let me see the spectacles of truth. Well, it's kind of like a, a bold explorer type of thing. Like you touch the item or touch an idea and then you know the past. I don't know. Well, it's like when I try to find your halberd before, like I used the spectacles of truth to like figure out where it was going. But how did you do it though? Like did you just... Uh, you truth, see... Baby? You see, oh shit, it works. Multiple paths, multiple lights begin to shine, shine out um, into different paths. Like, probably about 10 different paths. Is there a way for me to like focus to like just be like, oh, this is the path that leads closer to what I'm looking for? Or is it just like, oh, uh, hey, you, here's, you here's do paths. that? He's, he's kind of looking at you. He's like, I, I wasn't finished. Keep going, keep going. And until I keep talking. <laughs> okay, uh, go ahead. Roll discipline. We'll check if you want to focus on that. Yeah. Um, will get but he continues on. He's like, there are two ways we can find it. We, we, we can go out and search for it. We can go out and search for it. Most likely it would be in Synchronous, you know, or if he actually hit it himself. Uh, what kind of check was that again? Discipline. Discipline? Okay, one sec. If he actually hit it himself, it might be with him. Now he died. Oh, he he went on, passed on to the virtual realm within, synchro- within Synchronous. All the previous Grand Sages would coincide and be palm, become part one with Iconix. The Grand Sages that wish to stick with, well, anyone who wished to stick with Viconix and wish to end this life we or, could dive into Vicroniacs and find the conscious mind of Hyman Volts. For the record, I got a 37. 37? Yeah. All right. You are able to focus in and whew, the path kind of leads straight over towards Arcantos. Uh, I, I did not see this coming. Well, Arcantos, spectacles of truth say you know. Oh well, that was, that was, that was me, and Oscar. But uh, I just look at you, and you look at me. <laughs> what, what, what happened? It's probably something you know that you don't even know. You know. Do I know? So the spectacles of truth may, maybe it's something that has to do in your future. I mean, I've been gaining a lot of visions. Not gonna lie, but uh, I mean, if anything, how would I know to delve and pick apart what what I experience in the future and what not if to acquire this information that we're trying to look for? I think it would probably be better to. 
I think it'd probably be better to meet with Hyman himself. It sounds like the easier one, yeah, besides getting... Well, even though he's been described as a scientist, he's a grand sage. I can talk to yeah, him. He would be quite offended if you called him a scientist. Wow. So, interesting. interesting. Well, luckily we're in Archaea, so this all works out. I can talk a grand sage or Kellis, and maybe we can get a meeting going. Mm. No, no, no. Mm. Archelaus would not be able to do that. This is something that a Kron could do. Kron specific. Well, Kron or a, a Sin. We need to dive our conscious minds into Vicronix and find Hyman Volts. So, like him being the prime or Cryo Prime, he can't do that then? Well, I mean, unless he has enough money to transfer his consciousness into the, the Vicronix mainframe. I prefer not to do that with my life right now. Just suggesting. Suggest. All right, well. I mean, I mean, you we, your Kron and Bolt technically Arcantis too. Do I have Bolt though? I don't know. But uh, no, I, I mean, am, you don't. You, you don't. Oh yeah, for it. me, we, for we can go. We can go in, into it, and we have direct access access to Vicronix through the archive. Hmm. So, what do you think? We go and meet with we the creator well, of the Volt's chip. I might as well go for him. Like, he might himself know more than the journal. But then again, he might divert the questions that we ask. But, you know, it's better than nothing. You know Maybe I mean? he has answers. Do you physically have to go there? Or can you just do it even from, like, right here? We have to be in, like, in synchronous for this to work. I mean... If it gets its information on this architect... Helps us decode the codex and provide some information. If our, if our bodies were here on Archaea, we would probably not be able to return to them unless our bodies were returned to Vicroniacs. So when we're doing this, uh, what are you going to do in the meantime, Professor? You... As you, as you think about it, you feel this weird feeling forgetfulness like there's something you're not quite sure what it is my retainium helmet can protect you guys well actually no it's technically since you'll be going to asynchronous I'll be probably trying to find Emperor on with Vera and Zok mm. we can try to get that other artifact too at least that helps us take care of another Titan but if this big bad or whatever we have going on here is most likely an architect, that's up to you and your squad to find out. Well, I say let's go meet a grand sage from the past. Yeah. And then on, on the subject of uh, going for like knowing something I don't know maybe, remember that other vision I had? Arcantos had about someone saying that they're about to get killed and then this person the silhouette's like I'm sorry but you have to die do you remember that Matt? yes what about it is does that have any pertain to this new thread or is this something I am not going to damn okay answer any questions might have to roll a check on that can I roll and check on that 
Um, you can roll a. Since it would be analyze. Well, I mean, you don't have your character. I mean, I do know roughly what. Not I have. An, not analyze. It would have to be a lore check. Oh shit! The weaker one. Okay. I have a feeling you're not going to figure it out. But <laughs> you rolled a d20. Yeah, I was I holding it. I knew like, that was going to happen. Uh, I was rolling. Okay, I was holding it. That's why I said I'm not going to use it. 20. You. You feel like it. that vision might be. Might be tied to this. But you also feel like it might be tied to something else. From your past. Going in the right direction. Vague albit, but fuck it. And then from that thought, I decided to say like, you know what? Okay. Well then, Professor Will, um, it's good knowing that you're safe and sound despite what we've been through, what you've been through. But uh, hopefully we'll be able to meet again. You get this feeling that you're Forgetting something. That thing that it's coming back and it's like. No. No memories. And as that happens, you say goodbye to William. You leave with Sage Aaron, Sigmund, and Vander to return back to Vicronix and meet with Grand Sage Hyman Volz, his conscious mind, at least. As for you, William, Your new mission is to return to Vir Enzok in the Ren Empire of the Harbor. Go with a squadron to find Emperor Zahn and free him from the clutches of these Cantorites. And that's where we'll end this episode. I thank you for listening to the season three premiere of the Arthadian Anthologies podcast. New entries will now be released Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Starting this Thursday, we will begin exploring one of my favorite aspects of the Core Realms. Yen cultures. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can explore more of this universe through becoming a member at OrthadianAnthologies.com. And please, share this podcast with your friends who are looking for new ways to entertain themselves and immerse themselves. Until next time, travelers, be safe, stay safe, and if death comes to you, may you be reborn in power.